We begin today's daf on Ha'amud Bet, and we start. Exactly one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lines, eight lines from the bottom. Rav Eidi, Avu, Rav Yaakov, Rav Eidi. Havada Gil, Dava Azit, Latayer Chayb Orcha. So Rav Eidi, he used to travel three months. He would travel six to three months. And then he would get to the yeshiva. It took him three months to get to the yeshiva. And then when he got to the yeshiva, he learned for one day. And then after he learned for one day, he made a U turn and he went back. So the Gemara says. The rabbis nicknamed him. They said, Barberab the Hadyoma. He's the, the rabbi of one day. That was his custom. I guess he used to go on business. So after the Hag, he would travel three months. He would be able to spend one day in the yeshiva. Then let's go back to be home for the holiday. So therefore, they nicknamed him. They said, Barberab the Hadyoma is the rabbi of one day. Halaj da'te. So when he heard them talking about him like that, he felt bad. He said, I'm, I'm a joke. I'm a laughing stock uh, to my friends. So Rabbi Hanan told the rabbis, He told actually the guy, He told him, Don't punish them. Meaning, don't be upset at them because if you get upset at them, he doesn't want anything bad to happen. Leave them, forgive them. That you're going to search me, God says, day in and day out. So the Gemara says, Only in the day you serve God and the night. Which means that one that learns Torah, even for one day, because that's all he could learn. So he dedicates one day to the study of Torah, and that's the best as he can do. So Moriolam considers it what? Yom Yom. That the one day is like a Shana. It's like considered a, uh, it's like considered a learning for the whole year. So the Moriolam says, Vechen b'midat puranut. So the bad is also true. That the Jewish people got punished in the Midbar for the amount of days that they spied the land. They only sinned for 40 days. They didn't sin for uh, uh, 40 years. If he makes an Averaim for one day, it's considered as if he sinned the whole time. Now, of course, this Gemara needs, uh, needs an analysis. What does that mean? A guy does uh, Mitzvah for one day, it's like he did it for the whole year. And Avera, that makes Avera for one day. One day he messed up, he spent the whole day making Averos. So it's considered what? He, can see he made a sin for the whole year. So there's different interpretations uh, over here. Uh, one of them, if I can explain over here, Katab Balebush Shedavar Zeh Shechata Shechet Yom Echad Nechshat Kehad Shoshana Neemar Davka Ba'avera Shum Machati Ba'etarabim. It's only a type of Avera 
that you're causing others to sin, like the Meragelim. The Meragelim, by giving their Lashon Ara, they will Mahati the whole Sibur. Like Lashon Ara, Shna Meragelim. That's the example. What do we say in Yom Kippurim? What does that mean? That a ma'avir ashmotenu. He gets rid of our uh, our averot from year to year. So he says, "Shagrubaruchu ma'avir afilu asham kazeh shenachshav kilo avanu alav kol ashenakula." That he gets rid of the sins that are even considered like as if we sin the whole year. Ma'avir ashmotenu. Which ashmotenu? Ma'avir ashmotenu. Shana uh, v'shana uh, of, of, of that. That's the way the uh, the Nevush understood it. Then there's another Ben Yehoyada. Shehet ze shel yom echad nechshab kehet shel shana hurag beofan shenistaka ba'avera yom shalem. That's only talking where he did the avera for a full day. Which type of avera can you do for a full day? Kegon shelavash kelayim kolayom. The guy was shafnir suit. So he committed the avera from when he woke up in the morning until he went to sleep at night. Uh, the mash, the whole day he was involved in a avera. Belachen lamdu miken shegam bekiyum mitzvah kedimut Torah. Where you're doing it from morning to night. So kadeh this barberab was a matmid when he went to the yeshiva that day. Netzachama until the night. He didn't waste a second. Kol ayom kulo neshava darakilu damad shana shlema. So that's a big thing. That when you're involved in the mitzvah, the mash every second of the day, then they consider that day as if it's a as if it's a year. We have a tosfot over here, not on but not by us. It's in stota. Kesad amru begemara sheben b'mida tova shultamu Torah uben ba'avera nechshav yom echad kashana. We have a general rule that mida tova is merubah. Normally we say that the good side is 500 times greater than the bad side. So if you're telling me that one day of Avera is considered a year, it should say one day of Mitzvah should be considered 500 years. Why over here it's equal? One day, one day. That's the fourth question in Sotah. That rule that we say Midat Tova is greater than Midat that's it everywhere. Share be Midat Tova Atzma Yeshchinuk. <laughs> Even in Midat Tovah, it, it, it doesn't always work sometimes. For example, by Ohabe Hashem, it says, Lo Ahabab. How much does God reward Ohabe Hashem? Which is, if you serve God, how long is the reward? For 2,000 generations. Which is also good. How much is the reward? So you see that even in serving Hashem in mitzvot, it's not so cut and dry that it's always greater 500 times. It depends what type of service it is. In the case of Ahava, it's 2,000 generations. In the case of Yudah, it's 1,000 generations. And therefore, he says, It depends on the kavana that the guy is doing. Ela, shimikol makom le'olam, that's the rule. That Midat Tova will never be less than Midat Puranu. But it doesn't always have to be 500 times more. So that's how he gets, uh, he answers that over there. Okay, Gemara continues. Now we start the Sugya. So let's go to you in the Mishnah. We had a Mahloki, but Shabbat Betelel, that the Katan. Katan is the father has to give him Hinuch. 
Katan is patur, really, from the mitzvot, he's a katan. But the father has to train him, so when he gets older, he'll be used to doing the mitzvot, so when he's young, he has to bring him to the Beta Megdash. So there's a machloket, how much of a katan? Why, he's an infant? He's six months old? How old does the katan have to be in order? So, Bet Shammai says, he has to be old enough that the father can put him on his shoulders, and they walk him up from Yerushalayim to the, to the Harabayim. So that's maybe one year old already, you can put the child on the shoulders. However, Betelis says, no, he has to be old enough that he can hold his father's hand and walk from Yerushalayim to the Betelis. A little older. But that's the Ma'alad with Shammai and Betelis. So comes again when I begin, that's Betelis' opinion. And Betelis says, what? That he cannot, uh, he has to be old enough to walk. So Yabara says, Matkifla the Bizera. So the Bizera asks a question. Until now, man atya. Until now, who brought him? Which means, you're telling me the kid uh, uh, cannot walk from Yerushalayim to Beta Magdash. Why can't he walk? Because he can't walk. Because he needs, he needs his mother. <laughs> he needs his mother. He's, uh, he has to always be with his mother. So he can't even go for that small distance. So the Gemara is saying, wait, who walked him to Yerushalayim? Obviously his father walked him from there to Yerushalayim already. So what are you giving me this dean from Yerushalayim to Rabbi? How did he get to Yerushalayim? Must be, he went with his father. And that means what? That he could spend a lot of time without his mother. He doesn't need his mother. So what did you give me? Oh, if he can walk from Yerushalayim to Harabayit. Even without Yerushalayim. Who, who got him to Yerushalayim? Not his mother. His mother doesn't have to go to Yerushalayim. We said the mother's patur from the Iyah. So she's not taking it, correct? Isn't the mother patur from the Iyah? So who took him to the kid? He can take a bus? You know, with his father. So already you see that he can spend time with his father for a long time. So what do you tell me from Yerushalayim to Harabayit? He got there somehow. The fact that he got there already tells us he's old enough. According to Betelel. Well, what, what does the mother have to do with it? Which means, because maybe you'll tell me, no, the mother took the child, because the, mo- the boy cannot be away from his mother even for... Uh, but if he can be away from his mother, from Yerushalayim to Harabayit, that's the way he considers the Katan at Chayab. But since the mother's Ketura from the Iyah, she must have not have brought him. So it must, must be the father brought him. So if the father brought him already from, from, from Tel Aviv to Yerushalayim, that's already a proof that the kids are uh, old enough. What do you have to tell me? Oh, if we go with his father from Yerushalayim to Alabai. <coughs> Until now, who brought him there? He was with his father for two hours already. So the Gemara answers. Gemara answers. <laughs> that's the answer. That's the answer. So the Gemara says, Amale Abaye Adhaka de Mehaiba Ime Besimcha Aitite Ime. His mother brought him. I thought his mother's pitura from the Iyah. She's pitura from the Iyah. But she's hayabit in Simha. So therefore, she went to Yerushalayim also. So she took the kid from Tel Aviv all the way to Yerushalayim. So then we have no proof yet if the kid is mature enough to be hayabit Ainuch. Once they get to Yerushalayim, now the mother tells the father, okay, you, you take over. So if the kid can walk with his father to Yerushalayim until there, and don't tell me how he get there. He got there with his mother. That's no proof from there. What, what do you mean? Why does his mother come at all? Because she's hayabit in the of Simcha. What's the Mizrah of Simcha? That she says, La'alot ra'negel v'nesmoach b'chag im ba'ala. Because ladies are hayabot in Simcha as well. Like it says, V'samachta ata u'betecha. Mikan ba'ilach im yachol la'alot v'lechoz b'yado shel abim Yerushalayim harabayit hayab. If from then on he can walk with his father, it's hayab v'imlad patur. Heshiv rabbi tachat betilel. 
לדברי בית שמאי. רבי answered for Betelel according to the shita of Bet Shammai. So what did Bet Shammai say? Bet Shammai said, even a one-year-old, as long as the kid can go on the father's shoulders, he's hayat. So the bee came along and asked a question, defending Betelel, asking against Bet Shammai. What was his question? Hana did not go up to the Mishkan. Ki amera isha, she told her husband Elkana, I'm going to wait until Shemuel becomes weaned and he stops nursing. Two years old. After he's two years old, we'll bring him up to the Mishkan. What are you talking? Okay, so what? He was one years old. He could go on his father's shoulders. So the Kaurah, how could Hannah keep him home? According to Bechamai, since he can ride on his father's shoulders, how did Hannah say, no, I'm not bringing him to the Mishkan until he's... Bechamai, Bechamai. According to Bechamai, that's his shoulders, so the bee's asking against Bechamai. How are you going to explain the Pesukim by... Uh, but what's the difference? The Gemara is assuming you're right. He can't walk. I got that. But he can say, you know, why two years old? One and a half years old? He can already go on his father's shoulders. Why is she waiting? He needs his mom. He doesn't go and needs his mom. Bet Shemai didn't say he needs his mom. Not needs his mom. Bet Shemai said, as long as he can ride on his father's shoulders, he's hayat. So Shemuel, he can ride on his father's. I'm going to show Hannah say, no, I'm going to wait. Amar le Avu. So that's the answer. So Avu answered, meaning the beast father answered. Vinatamir. Before he asked, Bet Shemai, according to you, Tikshilach Hannah gufa milo mechayba b'simcha. Forget about Shemuel. How come Hannah didn't go up? Didn't we say Hanaz Hayab in the Mizvah Simcha? The Semachatat Ha'ab Etecha? So before you ask on Shemuel, where was the mother? Skebara says, Ela Hanam Mifankuta Yitirta Hajab B'Shemuel. When Shemuel was born, he was Mifunak. Mifunak means he was very finicky, very sensitive. He was weak. And therefore, the Hasha Bishmuel de Urcha. She felt that if she's going to take him on the road, he's going to get sick. So then it could be really the ages of shoulders. But what? Shemuel was different. And therefore, Hannah stayed home with him to, to, to take care of him. Why? Because he was Mifunak. You have no proof. The reason why Shemuel didn't go is because the Halakha is not like Mishamai. Could be the Halakha is like that, but because of his Finuk. Uh, so therefore, Shemuel and Hannah stayed home. The Mishnah never said anything about the, about the mother. Looks like from the Mishnah is a physical thing. If the kid could walk, he could not walk. Ah, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Remind me, what did the Mishnah say? I forgot. Where's the Mishnah? What dab is the Mishnah? Bet? Okay. Okay, remind me. What does it say in the Mishnah? What does it say over here? Kol she'eno yachol bet again. Kol she'eno yachol yachos b'yadot shel abib v'la'alot minushalayim nahar abayit. Ezu katan Right? Avan mikat na'ilak afalpi she'eno chayab in the Torah Hetilu hachamim al abiv al imol hanecho b'mitzvot Okay, so what do we say? What do we say over here? What is that? Yes, he needs his mother. That, that's the chat. The Mishnah said, 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 the Mishn
What did the Mishnah say? What does that mean? Why did they give that shiur of Yerushalayim to... I mean, he could walk, obviously, yeah? He could walk. So what did they give me the shiur? Yerushalayim to Arabai. He could walk, you say. Any kid that can walk, he's a hayab. No. He could walk from his father. That means what? That he, could, he, he doesn't need his mother. For that distance, he could, he could stay away from his mother for the 20 minutes that it takes him uh, to walk. Otherwise, give a simple shot. Whoever can walk. Then the question is, does he need to be... So the Gabbara says, what are you talking about? His father took him. He was, he was from Tel Aviv, he was with his father, walking. So, no, 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 he was with his mother. So we have no proof. Come the Gabbara continues. Ba'er Bishimon. Ba'er Bishimon. Katan Hegev. What happened? There's no more coffee here now? That's it. I thought you were going to stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, steady, steady, steady. Good. I'll talk about it. It's not like yours. It's not like yours. Ba'er Bishimon. Okay, let's listen to amazing She'elah. Listen to amazing She'elah. Katan Hegev. What happened to the Katan? The Katan is Hegev. What's Hegev? He can't walk. He has a limp. Ledevre Bet Shammai. What's Bet Shammai's rule? Bet Shammai says he doesn't have to walk. Bet Shammai says he goes on the shoulders. So therefore, according to Bet Shammai, the Chaurah Higed, what about a Higed? Is he going to be Hayab? Because technically Bet Shammai's rule was as long as he can ride on the shoulders. God forbid the kid's blind. According to both Bet Shammai, he can go on the shoulders, he can walk. So the question is, is this Khatan going to be Hayab? Mao, give us away. Before you ask the question, what's the case? If we're talking about that will never get better, that means he's going to be lame for the rest of his life. He's going to be blind for the rest of his life. We have a rule. What's the pshat Hinuch? Hinuch is to train the kid for something that he's going to be hayab in when he gets older. But this guy's going to be hayab. So what are you training him? So that cannot be the case. No, which means we're talking about it's a temporary which means by the time he gets by mitzvah he's going to get his uh, walking back and by the time he gets by mitzvah he's going to get his eyes back so the question is do you have to behave now because if he was a gadol right now he would be patut or do you say that no that since the chinook when he gets older be hayab you behave him now my how do you proceed I'm going to be here rule that if the gadol is hayab midoraita, so then you'd have to mechanech the katan midrabanan. But if the gadol is patur midrabanan, even midrabanan katan ami patur, then the katan is patur also. So then, what's the answer to the question? Right. Since bottom line, a gadol in this situation is patur. So me is patur. Right now, if the kid was a gadol, he'd be patur. Patur. So any situation in the present that a gadol is patur with the oraita, a katan is patur even from Hainuk. So that's the way Abaye. That's why. Even though in the ground, when he gets older, no, no, when he gets older. Okay. 
הוא חיגר והתנפל, אז השאלה אם צריכים לחנך אותו. אז אביה אומר, אם גדול חייב באותו שעה, אז קטן צריכים לחנך אותו, ואם לא, לא. You see that any thank you, any Hanukkah's uh, only obligation if when the child grows up he'll be obligated in this mitzvah. So then you train him when he's young. Uh, for example, uh, the kid when he gets older, or let's say this kid's blind, and he's going to be blind forever. So what are you training him for? You're training him on something that when he gets older, the Mizrah doesn't apply to him. So what kind of Hanukkah is that? Well, for that matter, he's Hagir. And he's going to remain Hagir forever. So what are you training him for? Now when he becomes Bar Mitzvah, the guy says, Dad, uh, do I have to go to Yerushalayim? No, you're Patur. So what are you taking me for 13 years for Patur when I'm growing up? I was training you. Training you for what? Training me so when I come Bar Mitzvah, you tell me I don't have to do it anymore? So it's clear that that's what the Gemara's, the Gemara's rule is. Uh, the Mepharshim, the Mepharshim, you would think the opposite? No. No, no. what about the opposite? The, the no. father got but, but that's the cloud you see over here. So the Mepharshim over here, uh, they, have a, um, they have a question that they ask over here. What's the question that they ask? They ask, they ask from a halakha in the laws of, no, in the laws of, in the laws of Sukkot, in the laws of uh, Lulav. What's the case over here? The case is in Siman Tarnach, Siman Tarnach. Seif Katan Namid and the Shalit Siyun. I'm going to give you the case, and you, you tell me the rule based on this Gemara. Tarnah, Seif Katan Namid and then the Shalit Siyun as well. So look what the Mishnah Brurah says in Namid Okay. The discussion is over here. 
The discussion over here is. Let me just make sure I read it right. Tanakh, exactly. So he writes over here. When it comes to the mitzvah of lulav, lulav on the first day, you're not yotze if it's shaul, if it's borrowed. So the question is, if you have a borrowed lulav, can you give it to the katan? You can give it to the katan. Shaul, give it to the katan. He doesn't know anything anyway. Give him the lulav and let him shake it. Midin hainuch. So the Mishnah Berurah, the Sha'ad Etziyun, says over here that what? You can give it to him. What does it say over here? V'chol adam yishtadev yezariz v'mitzvah leknot no etrog. Okay, but you have an etrog and a lav. And then he says over here, he says over here that what? V'apilu ha'al b'yom rishon, what does he talk? I don't see his address over here in Lamed Hay. Lamed Hay just says, "Ve'en achim makpidim de'az nechshav she'shelob." Beut Shalit Siyun says, "I don't see the address that he quoted, but he says it as follows: She'afal pi she'lo yosim yedeh chovah b'dulav Shaul lepnei shosarik she'elachem olam yinyan chinuch katan efshal lekayemo gam b'dulav Shaul kevan she'mikol makom." גם בזה מתחנך הבן למצוות What's the shot? Which is bottom line This lulav He won't be able to use it Even when he gets older So then How could you come and tell me Based on this Gemara It seems that you'd be patur It's a great Moshe's question It could be a difference Could be if the patur is in the person or the petur is in the hefetz. Which means, in our Gemara, the case is talking about where the kid blind. Where the kid is higer. Uh, so this guy himself, in the goof of the kid, he's a patur from the night. He'll never come to a hayuf. But she'enken, this katan that we're talking about, this katan is good. He's good. When he gets old, he's going to shake it or I, what's the pigam over here? The lulav itself is uh, something. Now I'll tell you something more could be. Could be this type of psul that's not an ikan psul. Which means it's sha'ul. Borrowed. The kid knows it's borrowed, not borrowed. He knows what everything. He looks at the lulav, it's kashed, the yom is nice, and has all the right things over there. So for the kid, it serves the purpose of renuch. They're not, they're not telling the kid, uh, by the way, it's a Shaul, it was borrowed, you really not, they're not giving him the old over there. The guy was blind, you're blind. He knows his patun. When he gets older, he down, well, now you stop doing it, so why you make me do it till now there? But shaking here, it will train him in the exercise of shaking a, uh, a, a lulav. So therefore, could be it's okay. So comes out, according to this, could be that according to the opinions that say, like in a trog, that's murkav, is no good. But to a katan, well, you know, it looks like a throg, it has a piton, it has the proper way, could be, it's okay. So long as he's hayab and you're giving him something that looks like an throg and 
is technically uh, you're not giving him a lemon, of course. You're giving him something that uh, is in a drug and so on and so forth. Everybody agrees when you go up to Yerushalayim on the Hag, you have to bring two korbanot. Mm-hmm. One is called Olat Re'iyah, and one is called Korban Hagigah. Olat Re'iyah is Kulol Hashem. Ola, Olat Re'iyah. And the Hagigah is what? Hagigah is Shilamim, and part of it goes to Kadosh Baruch Hu, and part of it goes to the throne. That's what he eats. That's his uh, Sa'udah. The question is, how much money do you have to spend on these korbanot? We're going to see there's a minimum. And it's going to be a mahluk in Bet Shemai and Bet what the priority is. Is Olat the Iyad the priority or is Hagigah the priority, meaning from a money standpoint? So we begin. Tanur Banan, Bet Shemai, Omri Mariyah, Shtechesef. Two coins. The Hagigah, Ma'akesef, one coin. So the Iyad is more important according to Bet Shemai. Shari Iyad gives you reason. Olat, Kulal Gavawa. It's Kudu Kodesh. It goes to Hashem. So it goes to Hashem. More important. Number two. If you look at the Korbanot, you look at the Pesukim in the Torah, there's more Olot than Shelamim. So you see, on the Hag, Olot has a, has a precedent. We found the Hag, Shavuot, that Olot take a precedent. So there's two points on Bet Shammai's side. Number one, it's Kudol Hashem, and number two, Shavuot. Ubetel Elomrin, the opposite. Hariya Ma'akesef. Ma'agiga, Shtekesef. Why is Hagiga better? Shagiga, Yeshnan, the Tnehad Dibud. Mashaikin Biriya. First thing, before Matan Torah, God told the Jewish people to build a Mizbayah. And what Korban did they bring on that Mizbayah? According to Betel El, Hagiga. Wow, so they were bringing already Hagigot. What the Matan Torah? 
Now she's going to give you the chronological order over here because it sounds like they built the Mizbeach after Matan Torah. Now she's going to tell you in Mugdamu Meharba Torah, you have to read the Pesukim in the proper way. There was a Mizbeach built before Matan Torah and they brought a Hagiga. So Mithilin says this Hagiga is unbelievable. It was already brought before the Matan Torah. Remember when they inaugurated the Mishkan? And the Nisim brought the Korbanot? If you count it up, they brought more Shalamim than they brought Olot. So you see, Shalamim takes a precedent. So now, of course, we're going to have to say what? What is Betchamai do with Betelel? What is Betelel do with Betchamai? Betelel, my Tamano Amnike Betchamai. How come Betelel doesn't agree with Betchamai? Number one, the Kaamat, the Iya Adifa, the Ola Kulali Gabawa. You claim that Shema is what? That Ola goes all Tashem, if it's more Hashuv. Adraba, Hagiga Adifa, the Id Bashte Achilot. He looks at it differently. He says, Adraba, here you have two Achilot. Hashem gets little and uh, the owners get. Shte Achilot takes the present. Don't look at it all in Gabawa. The Inyan is, you, you, you're breaking it down into the eatings. From the eating standpoint, there's more eatings. So therefore, it should be more hashuv. When they come out, you left me outset. Ah, and you said Shavuot. That was Bet Shemai's claim. Shavuot, you see what? They brought more olot. Danin korban yachid me korban yachid. Ve'en danin korban yachid me korban sibur. What are you bringing me from Shavuot? That's korban sibur. We're talking about the personal kumot that a person brings on the holiday. That's korban yachid. Bad, bad uh, parallel, bad analogy. Oh, but Shammai, now we go the other way. My Tamalo Amiki Betele, why do you say like Betele? Oh, the Kamat, Hagiga, Adifa, Dishan, the Fnadibur. Because you all that want to board a Hagiga before Matan Torah. The Fnadibur means before Matan Torah. Betelel says, Betelel says, by the way, I agree they brought Hagiga before the Dibur. But you know what they also brought? They brought an Iyah also before the Dibur. So, Adraba, uh, from the place where you came from. I hold that they brought an Iyah also before. And the second claim, Betelel, you, you learn from the Nisi'im. Danim Dabar Anoheg de Dorot. Medabar Anoheg de Dorot. That was a one-time item in the scene. I'd rather learn from something that's a yearly item, like Shavuot, like Korban Re'iyah, Mashiach in the Sim, you found that they bought Moshe Lamim. I was like, that was a one-time item. And Danim, Davar Shonoheg, the Sha'am, and Davar Shonoheg, the Doron. The Pamachataya. How Betelel. Now, how do you know that the Hagigah was brought before the Dibur? Clearly, it says. Before Matan Torah, they built the Mizbaya. And what did they put on the Mizbaya? Shalamim. So, Betabel has a clear pasuk in his corner that they brought Hagigah. However, But the same pasuk says they brought Olot. So therefore they brought Olat Re'iyah. So they were happy to come along and say, Oh, you know why Hagigah is more important? Because they brought Shalimim already before Matan Torah. Guess what? They brought Olat also before Matan Torah. So he answers, Kasabre Betelel, Olat Shekribu Yisim Medbar, Olat Tamid Habay. That wasn't Olat Re'iyah. That was an Olat Tamid. That was the Olat Tamid. It was not Olat Riyah. So I'm, you're trying to prove to me Betel Shammai that Olat Riyah has a credence. Oh, because they brought it before. They didn't bring it before. They brought Olat Tamid. It's a different Korban. She says, Chovat Koryom Vayom Velo Gamrinan Mine. We cannot learn from a daily uh, obligation that they brought it to Olat Riyah. That's uh, you know, a few times a year. Bet Shammai Savri. What does Bet Shammai hold? 
They saw God, Kibyakhon. And therefore they had to bring an Ola, like an Ola Triya. So that's already the Mahal. Look it over there. Comes again, what Aaron says, Amar Abayyim, Beit Shammai, Verabi El Azar. Was that a Bili Azar? He changes it to Beit Shammai. Ah, Pastor Beit Shammai first? Rabbi Ishmael, Verabi El Azar, Kulihu, Svira Lehu, Ola Shikrimu Yisheba Midbar. Okay, now you're making a list. All these rabbis say that the Quran they brought at Matan Torah was what? Olat Riyah. Ubetelel. Verabi Akiva. Verabi Yosea Gerili. Kulehu. Svira Lehu. Olat Shikribu Seba Medbar. Olat Tamid Havai. They say no. It was Olat Tamid. Now we're going to go to every single rabbi on both sides of the argument. And we're going to prove what they hold. Betchamai Hadamran. Bet Shammai already we told you. He said it was Olat Riyah. He said by Yahzuat Elohim it was Olat Riyah, and that's why Olat Riyah has a significance. So we did, we did better, better already. Bet Shammai already. The Bishmael, he's the next rabbi. Based on the Gersah that you changed, you put the Bishmael first. The Tanya. Now, let's go outside first. There's a whole discussion. When Hashem gave us the Torah Har Sinai, He gave the generalities. For example, you have to bring a Korban Tamid, but He didn't give us the details. The details weren't given to Mishkan till later on. That's the Bishmael's opinion. The Bishmael meant Kilalot Neimru B'Sinai. The general rules were given at Ar Sinai. And when did we get the details? Upiratot Behoin Mait. And then the, the details we got later on. We didn't know how to do it. We didn't know how to do it. We didn't know how to do it. Look at look at the Rashi. Go to the bottom Rashi. Very important Rashi is here. Kilalot Neimru B'Sinai. Harbe Devarim Neimru Setumim B'Sinai. Shilon Parshu Kosorkan. For example, Rabotai, you must bring every day Olat Tamid. Where do we sprinkle it? How do you make uh, skinning it? All the details. The details to follow. At Har Sinai, we didn't get all the clarity of how to bring Kurbanot. All God said at Har Sinai was, build the Mizbayah. Didn't teach us what do you sprinkle the blood? How do you skin the animal? Do you have to skin the animal? Do you have to cut it up? What do you do with the emurim? So all that was given till when? Later on, when we built the Mishkan, Nashi in the next page. Okay, fine. They give all the of the Korban. That's the B Ishmael's opinion. The B Akiva Omer, the B Akiva says, No. All the details were given with the generalities at Har Sinai. And we just reviewed them again. That was what before Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. They reviewed it again. And now we bring the proof. What do we try to prove? That how do we know that according to Bishmael, the Qurban that they brought at Har Sinai was Olat Re'iyah. So Yabarah says, very simple proof. 
which means they didn't get the laws of Olat Tamid yet. Olat Tamid, clearly it says in the Perashah of Olat Tamid, one of the rules is you must skin it. Now that wasn't given at Har Sinai. At Har Sinai, all they told them was what? Olotecha. Now, you're going to tell me that what? That at Har Sinai they brought an Olat Tamid without skinning it? And then after Sinai they brought an Olat Tamid yeah, with skinning it? It doesn't make sense that they would bring the Qurban in a different way before Matan Torah and after Matan Torah. The East Al Kadatah, Ola Shikribu Yiseba Midbar, Ola Tamidavai, Mika Midi, the Meikara Lobaev Shed, Vinitua, Udesud Baev Shed, Vinitua. It doesn't make sense that they would bring the Qurban Olat Tamid without Hifshit and eat with him. They didn't know that law yet till later on. And then what? After they learned the law, they brought it that way? Now you can ask me a question. He said, Rabbi, so they brought the Olat Riyah. Doesn't the Olat Riyah also need Hifshit and eat So ask the same question. They brought the Olat Riyah before. How'd they bring it? Obviously, they didn't make Hifshit and eat They didn't know that law. So ask the same question. Oh, they brought the Olat Riyah one way before Matan Torah, then they brought it a different way after Tosfot asked this question. Tosfot says the answer is as follows. Not a problem. Why? Because where is the law of Hifshit written? In which Qurban? It's written in the Olat Tamid. Okay, it's written in that Qurban itself. So therefore, I cannot accept that where the law of Hefshet is written, that they're going to bring it without it once and then with it. You know, that doesn't say anything about Hefshet, although the law is you have to make Hefshet. That doesn't bother me to switch and go from no Hefshet before Matan Torah to after. But in the Qurban itself, where it's written, that the Gemara cannot tolerate. That's the Hadush of the Taptos of So that's the proof of the Bishmael that the Qurban that they brought before Matan Torah was what? Olat? Comes Gemara to the We're going to get to the Bishmael now. Rabbi Eli Aizer, Rabbi Azar, the Tanya. Olat Tamid, Ha Asuya, Behar Sinai. Finish. Olat Tamid. What do you want? Ha Asuya, Behar Sinai. Beferush. Olat Tamid, Asuya, Behar Sinai. That is the one Olat Tamid at Al Sinai. That's the Bil Azar. The Bil Azar Omer. Whose opinion is that? No, the Tanya. This is Tanya Kama. Olat Tamid, Asuya, Behar Sinai. The Bil Azar Omer. Maaseha Neemru Be Sinai. Which is ha'asuya, meaning ma'asya. The rules were given at Sinai. So therefore, he said it was all that 